Merry Christmas from all of us here at BC Buckets. Uh, we're getting a little bit away from our normal format, and we wanted to just kind of close out the year with talking a little bit about 2018 in review. So here on the line, we've actually got Coach Mark Sfigera on the phone calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Mark, how's the weather down there? 75 and sunny. Beautiful. Awesome. And I know you guys have played some uh, basketball the last couple days, and you're done with that, so you guys getting some uh, leisure in? Yeah, yeah, the guys have the day off today. You know, we, we put in some work the last few days, you know, practice Tuesday, had a tough one Wednesday and, and then got the win last night. So I, the guys have a well-deserved day off. And last I saw, they were all relaxing by the pool. So we won't uh, we won't say no to that this time of year. So, Mark, I know you guys split uh, down there. You guys went one and one. Uh, you dropped your game on Wednesday and then came back and won a game uh, against Benedictine Mesa yesterday. So talk a little bit about the game on Wednesday. I know you guys got dug kind of into a deep hole in the first half and then made a push in the second half and just came up a little bit short. What happened down there? From the get-go, we weren't necessarily all in tune um, on either end of the floor to start that game against ACU. And uh, you're talking about a really, really good team. You know, a team that's ranked in the, I think they were number 12 in NAI Division One going in and 12-1 and one on the year. And uh, we got down big. We were down 19 and a half and really couldn't get any rhythm going offensively. Um, and that was causing us to give up some easy points on the defensive end, be it turnovers or taking bad shots and leading them into transition. And uh, even early in the second half, we got down 23 and it looked pretty bleak when uh, Jay Wolf picked up his fourth foul with about 16 minutes to go, and we had to sit him. Um, but I tell you what, our guys showed a lot of toughness and a lot of heart to come back, and, and they did a huge push, took the lead with a minute 10 to go, and then you know I think we ran out of gas a little bit. And you got to give credit to Arizona Christian; they made a couple of huge plays down the stretch um, to get the win. And even then, we, we had a shot at the buzzer. Ethan Friedel rimmed out a three that would have tied the game and sent it to overtime. And, you know, it's certainly it's no fun to lose. And, you know, we don't want to put ourselves in that kind of hole um, again. But I was really proud of the way the guys fought, especially with the adversity we faced on the floor. You know, Jay Wolf's kind of our guy and our leader at this point. And he had to sit for a, a big chunk of the second half. And Ethan Friedel and Jackson Lamb really stepped up their games and, and led us back. Um, and our guys really locked in defensively to, to give ourselves a chance. And so I think ultimately looking at, the, looking at it with a long-term view, I think we can learn a lot from that game. And I think it could potentially be a, a good thing for us that we ended up getting beat because you learn the lesson of, okay, we can't dig ourselves in this kind of hole. Because we've done that already this year. We did it against Friends, and we came back and won. We did it against Bellevue, and we came back and won. And now we came back, took the lead, and we lost. And I think it's potentially something that could be a real positive thing for us to learn from going forward. Well, then you guys turned around and played a good team on Thursday, and it uh, looks like you led most of the way there. I didn't have a chance to watch the game. I went to the link you sent me, but uh, they wanted 8 bucks to watch that game, and I had already spent all that on my kids for Christmas. So uh, I followed the score uh, online, but that's about as good as I could do. What was, what was the story of that game? Well, it was interesting because, uh, you know, getting ready for Benedictine, um, we knew they were a big physical team really like to pound the ball into the post. And uh, we'd seen them play a little bit of zone defense, and we didn't think they would do that to us, and they did. Uh, they came out and played about the first 25, 26 minutes in the zone, and it took us a few minutes to settle in. 
And when we did, I thought we really did a good job of moving the ball, um, getting it uh, to multiple guys, finding open shooters. And uh, at halftime, you know, we had a 14-point lead. And Ethan Friedel had 25 points in the first half. Um, you know, so he, he really got it going. He's been a little in a little bit of a slump here over the last couple of weeks. So to see him and our two games down here score 29 and then 33 points last night, I think that's going to be a real positive thing for us. And, uh, you know, offensively, we were really good for a lot of the game. But I think we set the tone with our defensive energy and our defensive concentration um, in the first half. We held on the 26 points at halftime. And uh, we, we were even disappointed that we gave up that many points because we thought we gave them a few in transition and given up some old boards that we shouldn't have given up. Um, and then in the second half, we ended up taking a pretty big lead. And then they made a big push, uh, cut it to eight. And uh, at that point, we just kind of gave the ball to Jay Wolf and he brought us home. I think he had 23 points in the second half. So it's kind of a tale of two halves where Friedel was really hot in the first half. Um, and got our offense going, and then down the stretch in the second half, Jay Wolf kind of brought us home. And so to, to bounce back on a, on a quick turnaround the next night, I thought our guys showed a lot of toughness and a lot of resiliency. Um, and even in the game, dealing with some adversity, you know, Jackson Lamb got in foul trouble. Kyle Borhave tweaked his ankle, um, so he wasn't at full strength for the second half. But uh, I think that's a good win over a good team on the road. And to, to come out of it with a split – Certainly, we would have loved to have been 2-0 and down here, um, but I think there's a lot of good things that are going to come from this trip, and, and basketball-wise and otherwise, just the guys spending a lot of time together and, and being around one another. Well, hopefully you guys are having a chance to relax a little bit and, and unwind, and uh, I know we're looking forward to having you guys back up here and getting the season going again after the first of the year, but uh, obviously with the holidays here, we want to get you guys home so everyone can get home to their families. Uh, a little bit of a Christmas treat that I failed to mention right at the top of the podcast here is we do also have Kevin Potterbaum, the Sports Information Director at Briarcliff, as well as Briarcliff's Athletic Director, Nick Nelson, joining us. And I'm recording here uh, from my bedroom. I'm homesick, actually, with strep throat. Nick, I think you're on the road right now calling in. Mark's in Arizona. Kevin, I presume you're up on campus. Well, yeah, somebody's got to be, uh, you know, holding down the fort and getting some work done here at the Newman Flanagan Center. So don't you worry about me. Nick, where are you headed right now? Matt, I'm uh, currently on a high, on Highway 9. I was scenic Highway 9 driving from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to Rock Rapids, Iowa. A lot of people refer to Rock Rapids as the kind of the Mecca, the, the Holy Land in some ways. And uh, so I'm, I'm currently on the highway driving. Uh, my weather is not like Mark's in Phoenix. I don't think anybody that's not from Rock Rapids refers to it as that, by the way. Coach and I have discussed this a lot over the years, and, and I think he's got a, a respect for for Rock Rapids and Lyon County that he probably doesn't want to admit publicly, and I understand that, and I'll just let it be. Um, I don't think we need to dwell on it. So let's, uh, let's spend a little bit of this time uh, talking about 2018 interview because I think uh, this was a big year for Briarcliff athletics and i think a few programs really turned the page to a new chapter of success uh specifically you know with wrestling and football and and obviously basketball's had a high level of success uh with making the elite eight earlier this year but nick as athletic director do you want to just summarize some of the highlights of of what we saw this year with some of those programs i'd love to matt uh now if you would allow me uh 30 seconds before doing that I want to tell you guys, 
Uh, I, I'm a religious listener to this podcast, and it has really been fun to, to sort of observe your guys' development. Um, and I, this is this is sincere. You know, I, I can be kind of sarcastic, and, and, you know, I can be a lot of things, but I'm going to be sincere right now. I, Matt, you are a tremendous host. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, one of the guys I like to listen to is a guy by the name of Bill Simmons, and he's got a nickname uh, called the Podfather. And I think that we've got to put some real thought to christening you with some sort of nickname. I, I don't know if it would be like Podfather 2 or the Podson or the, the Pod Guy, but uh, I'd like to keep reflecting on that because you're doing a great job. Uh, Coach Figuera, uh I think he's got a broadcasting future. I mean, I, you know, as Jeff Van Gundy transitioned to the broadcast booth, I think Coach Figuera is going to have that opportunity someday. Uh, he's very eloquent. He's not just your dumb jock. His, his, his vocabulary in this podcast is impressive. And then Kevin brings a lot to the table. Uh, love his just statistical tidbits, uh, his, his kind of wisecracks once in a while. So, Really think you guys have developed a good chemistry. So I just, I'm going to say that right up front, okay? Is that okay? I, hey, Nick, I appreciate that. And I can't tell if I'm blushing or if it's just the fever from uh, having strep throat. But uh, those are kind words, and we appreciate that. This is a lot of fun to do, and I'm just happy that we made the decision to get this rolling because I think it's been a really good thing for the program and for Briarcliff in general. And, and bottom line, it's just fun to talk about Briarcliff hoops and what's going on at the cliff. So I appreciate yeah. that. So, uh, enough praise. Um, talking about 2018, uh, I think it, it was a it was a good year uh, for our, for our teams. Uh, just just hitting on some highlights, um, kind of going in chronological order, I guess. Uh, hope I don't forget anything, but but certainly wrestling women's first ever GPAC championship last winter was a great accomplishment. Certainly, in men's basketball team, Coach Figueroa taking the guys to the Elite Eight. Uh, that's that's a huge accomplishment. Our men's volleyball team made its first ever national tournament um, last year. That's a you know a relatively new program, but that was a big time accomplishment. Springing ahead to this school year, this past fall, uh, the football team so many accomplishments. Uh, first winning season in school history, uh, just taking major strides. Both our men's and women's soccer teams had good seasons. They they for the first time in school history, they both advanced to the semifinals of their conference tournaments in the same year. Um, so that was a big deal. Certainly a, a lot of individual accomplishments, but, uh, you, you know, I think it was, a, it was a good year for our teams. I think one of the other things I would say, uh, when I think about 2018, I think it's kind of the year of, of new coaches. We've had a lot of coaching changes here at Briarcliff just in the last couple of, couple of years, just going through our staffs. We've got Coach Wagner and his staff on the football team doing a great job in year two. Coach Wilcox with men's soccer and Coach Cox with women's soccer, both doing outstanding jobs. We've got uh, a new track and cross-country coach in Scott Barnes, who's in his first year this year. Obviously, we had Coach Figuera was in his first season last year. We've got Coach Aaron Blyes, our, our new softball coach, will be in her first season this year. Uh, coach Wig, our cheer and dance coach, is in her second year. We just hired a new head women's volleyball coach in Lindsay Weatherford, who's going to be on campus starting here in January. So that, that's a lot of a lot of new blood, and I really love the, the energy and excitement and passion that all those new coaches have brought to us at Briarcliff. And, and I think that one of the common things that they've got is just they're very passionate, uh, aggressive, diligent recruiters. 
And I'm of the mindset that in college athletics, it starts there. It starts with your ability to recruit student athletes, and and those coaches are doing a great job and and, uh, just really excited to see them develop uh, as they move along and, and, and get their programs going here. You know, one thing I've noticed with as much success as so many programs have had this year, I know one thing you've really tried to do is get involved with practice for for every program and at least participate in one or two practices for every program. Do you think your participation in those practices by giving them that little extra push with your elite athleticism is what's kind of pushing them to the next level? Well, um, you know, Matt, it may depend um, on the sport. I I did go down. I tried to run a pass pattern in football practice and, and, one of our defensive backs, Markel Roby, was playing bump and run coverage on me, and I couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage. Um, I did score one goal in a, in a soccer shootout, women's soccer practice. Uh, I did miss several layups with the women's basketball team. I, I will, I will say that I, I was able to lay down some really nice sacrifice bunts in BP with the baseball team. Uh, so it depends on on the sport and on the team. I. I I don't put the singlet on and, and roll around on the mat with the wrestlers. I, I just did their a little preseason conditioning with them. I'm just not sure it's it's professionally appropriate for an athletic director to to wear a singlet. Um, so I have not done that, but that's been it has been a lot of fun. Uh, Nick, have you done a few routines with the cheer and dance squads? That's a great question, uh, Kevin. And uh, you know, it's funny. I, I seem to have overlooked that so far. Uh, I've got some moves that are of the, you know, kind of the traditional lawnmower, shopping cart, like those type of moves. I don't know if those are, I don't know if those get used in college competitive cheer or not. You might um, have to bump up to the worm. Yeah, I don't know if I've got that in the hips anymore. And so uh, we'll see, we'll see what what happens there. Tell you what, let's let's give a challenge to our listeners if they can get the hashtag "Get Nick on the Court at Halftime" for a dance routine. <laughs> Uh, if we can get a hundred of those, Nick, will you dance at um, halftime of a, a basketball know. game? Um, if, if we can come up with an appropriate, really good nickname for you, Matt, that catches on, and again, it doesn't have to be Podfather Two or Podson. It's just got to be. I want something that when you walk around the streets of your city, people are like, "Oh yeah, hey, there's the Podson or the Podfather." I think that'd be it's, really, really cool. It's the Golf Father. The Golf? No, it's got to be something that alludes to the podcast. Dr. Pod. Uh, Dr. Pod, maybe? Um, Pod Almighty. Oh, I like where you're headed, Gall. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Franciscan, it's podcast related, it's a lot of things. That actually that actually might be a podcast already, so that I might have subconsciously stole that from somebody. But uh, That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm you, excited. You did just allow, you allowed Nick to completely duck the idea of dancing at halftime, by the way. I think that does need to be addressed down the road. So what do you, what do you uh, say, Nick? I didn't rule it out. I just didn't commit to it. Um, so, and hey, I, I will say this, Matt, uh, with an effective change of subject, but uh, <laughs> I have heard from a few. We we have had some great recruiting news just in the last week in some of our programs. I know the football team got a couple commits from a couple of the top guys that they were really really after, and I, I just I got a text from Coach Power this morning. Uh, the women's basketball team just got a commit from their top recruit here this morning when they stepped off their cruise ship in Florida. I'm not going to reveal who, and I'll let those programs do that. But uh, that's always exciting just to, just to, you know, coaches put a lot. I, I know this. Coaches put so much time 
into the recruiting efforts and, and you don't win them all and you, you lose more than you win. But when, you, when you're able to get, and I know Coach Figuera, I know he probably doesn't want to talk about it, but has had a couple big commits already. It's just, it's exciting um, to think about those student athletes joining us here in, in the next few years. Well, I think uh, uh, Coach Earlbeck with the golf team was pretty excited about a couple recent commits too. So yep. it's just been going all across the board. Yep, absolutely. So, Kevin, with all that team success that we've had uh, throughout the year, uh, that obviously probably has brought some individual accolades. So what can you tell us about uh, some of the honors that some of our individual athletes have brought back to campus this year? Well, I think one of the most exciting things about 2018 is the fact that, um, you know, I looked up all the different all-conference recipients that we had here at Briarcliff. And if I was going to name each one of them individually, this podcast uh, might be two hours long. So it's just been been incredible to see that. Um, but it, we, I do want to make sure that, and I know this isn't quite at the shout out section, but uh, maybe just give out some shout outs at, at the, uh, the athletes that were able to be all American status from Briarcliff um, this year. Obviously, basketball fans are going to be well aware of the fact that um, Eric Erdman last year was a third-team All-American, and Jay Wolf not only got co-defensive player of the year in the GPAC, but he was an honorable mention All-American. Um, and then on the track squad, Robert Ironshell was able to get All-American status in the 400, um, as well as a AFCA All-American first-teamer on men's volleyball. Um, Nick Nelson talked about the men's volleyball program with their success. Peyton Sherman who actually is is playing overseas or he's playing internationally now he's he's playing in a professional league um i believe it's a dutch professional league um so that's been really exciting for for peyton um to continue his men's volleyball career so um those are just the all americans that have stood out for briarcliff this last year and um you know i'm really looking forward to seeing i i think there's a real good chance that we get one or maybe a couple wrestlers this year. I know we just missed out on some All-American status last year for a couple of those guys, and they're on the team this year. So I think these uh, All-American honors are just going to keep growing in numbers for, for Briarcliff. Yeah, that's great. And I think that speaks to, you know, I, I think every athlete generally when they get one of those awards, they credit their teams. And I think in all of those cases, uh, you know, I think those guys would give credit to the people around them who push them every day in practice and and the, just the level of competition that helps them, you know, develop into very, very high level athletes. So uh, those guys and many, many more, obviously, like you said, it, it would take a while to go through and, and mention everyone who's gotten all conference honors and, and various other things. But uh, we're looking forward to 2019. And, you know, I know that, um, you know, Mark, you guys have a chance to kind of lead things off this year with some excitement. So not to put too much pressure on you here, but. You know, it's that's kind of the fun thing about basketball is that we don't have to wait too long to see what 2019 is going to look like on on Briarcliff's campus in terms of athletics. So with that, Mark, you guys get back into town um, tomorrow, I believe. You'll send everyone home for Christmas. Then when are you back on campus to get ready for the next game? Yeah, we, we fly out of Phoenix tomorrow afternoon and, and we'll get back to, to Briarcliff probably about nine o'clock tomorrow night and guys will be free to go home at that point and, and we're going to have five full days off. Um, you know, I think the guys, number one, I already said, you know, they earned a, a day off today, but I think we have some guys who have, who have logged some major minutes here over the last couple months and, and they need a little time off to rest their bodies. Um, at the same time, you know, we, we need to put a little work in here coming back. We'll be back next Friday 
the 28th and we'll have a good five days of practice um, to try to figure some things out. You know, I think the last couple games we've played down here in Arizona in some ways has given us a little bit of a blueprint of how we can be successful on the offensive end in the Eric Erdmanless stretch we're in now. And uh, I think we had some guys really step up and I think some guys built their confidence um, that was much needed at this point. Um, so we'll have a good, like I said, five, six practices. And then from here on out, it's, it's all GPAC games. And we all know how important those are and how magnified those games can be when you get into the second half of the GPAC season, when you're playing a team a second time. And, you know, when, when you play a team you've already beat, you know, they're amped up to play you and, and vice versa if it's a team that beats you. And I think that's what's so fun about the GPAC, that you get to play everybody twice. Um, and for the majority of times, you can throw out the result of the first time because you just don't know what's going to happen that second time. So guys are going to relax a little bit here over the next few days. When we come back, we're going to be ready to go at it full bore. we got to hit our, our shout-outs. And uh, we do have a listener question from the past that we'll try to hit really quickly here. Uh, but first, let's do some shout-outs. I've got one. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to anyone and everyone who's traveling this weekend. Please uh, drive, fly, travel safely, uh, get to where you're going, spend time with family and friends. This is such an awesome time of the year, and uh, it comes and goes so fast, it seems like, the older I get. So make sure that you know you, you really cherish this time, and, and Merry Christmas from all of us at BC Buckets. How about you guys? Yeah, I'd like to give a quick shout out just to – all the families of our players and the supporters of our program, you know, and we, we see it time and time again, when we travel, um, the crowds we bring to road games and even being down here in Arizona the last few days, you know, the amount of parents and supporters and alums that have come out to our games has been awesome. You know, those games, I don't, I don't know that we didn't have more fans in the crowd than the home teams did. And that, that's so awesome to see because you don't get that everywhere in NAI basketball. I'll go. Um, I would like to just, uh, I know you guys talked about this a lot in your last podcast, but I'd like to give a shout out to, to my guy, Eric Erdman. Eric's a special guy. He embodies everything that kind of Briar Club basketball is about. And, and uh, you know, Eric, if you're listening, you're going you're gonna to be a better man because of this. And you got a lot of people pulling for you uh, through your recovery in, in this time. So just, uh, I just want to say that. Um, and then, I, before we go, I'm curious. I don't know if Matt, this is allowed in the shout-out se- section, but I'm curious on if you, as as Pod Almighty, whatever you are, uh, what, Doctor Pod, what do you call him, Coach? The Pod Doctor? What you? The Pod, you the pod Doctor. The Pod Doctor. Um, or or you, Coach Figueroa, Van Gundy. Um, what, how about this guy? Sorry to interrupt, what? but how about the Podiatrist? The Podiatrist. <laughs> Wow, well, that's that's the most Matt Gall answer we kind of come up with. <laughs> that is, that is. But I guess I'm curious on any any goals for 2019 for for America's hottest podcast. What do you, where do you see this podcast going the next year? Do you got any plans for like, you know, guests you really want to get in the next calendar year? Anything you want to do? You want to you gonna take this thing on the run? I mean, what are your? I guess just uh, have you given any thoughts on what this podcast is going to look like over the next year? Hopefully, made for TV movie. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Who would play us? That well, might, let's... well, I know uh, we have a couple guests lined up for the next couple weeks already, and uh, we're just we're trying to expand. We're trying to get a good mix of alums, um, you know, people close to the program. I know next week we've got a special guest who 
has really no association with the program other than I used to work for him, you know, and so it's, it's just, uh, expand our listenership and, and keep this thing rolling because I think it's been awesome for our program. And like Matt said up at the beginning, it's been really fun to do too. Yeah, and actually, Nick, it's funny you bring that question up uh, because I was actually going to shoot you an email or try to catch some time with you to talk about this. But I, since you asked the question, I suppose now is as good of a time as ever. Uh, you know, we've, we do have some big plans for the podcast this year. And I think right here with all of our fans listening is, is a great opportunity for you to, to answer this question. So Nick Nelson, would you be willing to fund the BC Buckets podcast with a budget of $50,000 for next year? So we can do some of the big things that we want to do. <laughs> Don't let our listeners down. I'm going to give us some thought. Um, That's a heck of a bargain. I think that with funding, you, you know, be careful what you wish for because there might come, you know, some some desire on my part to have a little bit of an element of control over content <laughs> and uh, guests and self promotion. So I'm not sure. I'm, I think I'd ask you to think that through. Um, it's got my wheels spinning on on. I think sponsorship is the next great. Uh, horizon for this podcast as it continues to grow and expand um i think that's where this is going to go where someday this is going to be the bc buckets podcast presented by fill in the blank um I don't know now that I'm going to personally fund it, uh, if that's what you're asking. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to run that by my wife. Um, that seems unlikely, um, but uh, you know, I'll kick it around. You know, this, like I said, this has been a lot of fun to do, and I think for 2019, you know, like Mark said, we do have some, some big guests lined up. Uh, I actually messaged uh, President Karstens earlier today, uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, I said we need to get her on the podcast, so I think she sounds like she's up for that. So hopefully at some point we'll get President Karstens on the show and she can talk a little bit about what's going on at the cliff. But I'm excited for what 2019 has to offer us and the program. And, you know, I know, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, several other schools and, and other people that you know of have kind of reached out asking how we got this going. So uh, it sounds like... Yeah, we, you know, I, I think we've started a little bit of a revolution. You know, I know there's at least two podcasts that have started since we started ours who used the same template we used to start ours. So, you know, at some point, I don't know if royalties will be in the works for, for the BC Buckets cast, but I think maybe they should be. Who knows a good lawyer? <laughs> I can find a few. So let's, uh, we did have a listener question last week that we didn't really get to. So we're just going to do this one real quick. Um, it asked about our favorite Christmas movies. And so let's just go around and each of us say what your favorite Christmas movie is and why. Nick? I have to go first? <laughs> you don't have to. Mark? Favorite Christmas movie and why? Um, wow, that is uh, that is really, really tough. I, I As a child, I, I think still to this day, um, the movie A Christmas Story, uh, I just love it. Uh, Ralphie and, and that whole thing, I love it. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is 1A to that. Uh, and then it's a wonderful life old oldie, but a goodie. I think those are my, uh, those are my biggies. Yeah. And I'll, I'll jump in here too. And I, I can't limit it to one. I'm going to give a top five. Um, and I'll, I'll go in reverse <laughs> well, order. It's it's the, the, we're back to the no, starting no, five again. No, they're, they're, this is a starting five of Christmas movies for coaches. The girl. I, right. thought we were, gonna, I thought we were not going to allow that precedence to be set. Well, it's Christmas. We'll let it slide this one time. Um, <laughs> So number five, going in reverse order, I'm, I'm going to throw It's a Wonderful Life in there. 
um, because one of the stars of that movie, Donna Reed, was my grandpa's first cousin. Um, so I oh, had wow. to throw that in. Number four, A Christmas Story. You know, Nick hit on that one. Number three is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, um, which actually has a better prank scene than Home Alone 1. And spoiler alert, Home Alone 1 is a better movie. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, number two is National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. You know, Cousin Eddie, enough said. Oh, absolutely. And then and number one is Home Alone, the original. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no other Home Alones after one and two. Because if you don't have Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, it's not Home Alone. But there's my top five right there. I, I have to agree really uh really well with that list um my number one was going to be home alone and it you know one it's a great movie but then two i think it just makes me think back to when i was a kid uh i with my family we would throw in a movie almost every friday night and as soon as thanksgiving hit um it was pretty much we were watching either home alone home alone 2 or the santa claus and in all honesty i didn't really care that much for the santa claus so it made me appreciate Home Alone, even more so. Um, and then, yeah, It's a Wonderful Life always has to be in a list. Um, I still watch that when it plays on Christmas Eve every single year. And that that's just a tremendous movie as well. You guys pretty much took all the ones that I was going to say. Uh, Home Alone and Christmas Vacation are, are the top two for me, with Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. right behind. And I agree that Home Alone 1 is better than Home Alone 2. Um, although I think, you know, the... The talk man from Home Alone 2, I will tell you that I did get that for Christmas that year, and uh, I was able to record my own version of Peter McAllister, the father. But uh... the, the only downfall that I have with the Home Alone movies is I have had a few jobs uh, in my life where certain people that I was coworkers with, if they were ever going to talk to me, would just scream Kevin like the mom from that movie. <laughs> um, so that is the only downfall is I, I kind of wish it was a different name for the for the main character. Well, and I, what I was going to say is if you haven't checked out The Christmas Chronicles on Netflix yet, uh, that's kind of a new one to give a shot. It's a little bit of a kid's movie, and you'll think it's one of those Hallmark movies for about the first 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, but then it actually does get pretty good after that. Kurt Russell stars as Santa Claus. Uh, Goldie Hawn, spoiler alert, makes an appearance right at the end as Mrs. Claus. Um, so that's a good flick, especially if you've got kids. That's that's one to check out. I think that could uh, make its way into our yearly rotation. So I'm just throwing that. I'm not saying that's the best. I'm just trying to throw an additional movie out there that we haven't talked about. So, All right, so that'll do it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. 2018 was a great year. Uh, on behalf of everyone here at the podcast, thanks for listening. Keep listening. Let people know about this podcast. We want to try to grow this in 2019 and, and really try to grow the exposure of Briarcliff University basketball and all athletic programs. And we think this podcast is a great way to do that. So uh, on behalf of everybody here, thanks for listening. Have a very Merry Christmas. Travel safely. Take care.